0: Thank you Chantel for that introduction. It's great to be with you all uh, this morning. I hope you guys are doing well. It's so great hearing about all the wonderful things that God is doing in us and through us as a church family and so much coming up this week. Make sure you get connected as well. Special mention about connect groups. Uh, You can go on our website. If you're not in a connect group, go to our website, find a connect group or email the office. We want to make sure that you are connected uh, in this time. Well, as Chantel said, we are in a new series entitled Ready, Steady, Acts," And uh, I kicked this series off last week. And if you missed that talk, you can, of course, uh, catch up um, on our website and uh, you can uh, watch that. And if you missed last week and you're wondering what this series is about, well, of course, the clue is in the name. It is about the Book of Acts. And over the coming weeks, we are going to walk through the book of Acts and see what God is saying to us in this season. And last week was very much an introductory kind of talk, uh, setting the foundations, if you like, for the coming weeks. And I looked at the four themes that we find bubble up to the surface as we walk through Acts. And they are these. The first one is that we walk closely with God. It's a story about a generation of people that walk closely with the Father in intimacy. And everything that came out of that came out of that place of relationship. The second thing we see throughout Acts is that we walk by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus ascended to be glorified with the Father. And then the Father sent the Holy Spirit to empower us to, in order to walk in all that he has planned and purposed for us. As I said last week, he doesn't give you plans and purposes and expect you to do it on your own. He sends his Holy Spirit to empower us. The third thing is that we are to walk together. It's about fellowship. And I said you can gather with a ton of Christians and not have fellowship. And we see how fellowship, how they devoted themselves, the early church, to fellowship. And we'll see what that looks like over the course of these weeks. And the last one is we walk towards others, that we are Um, commissioned by God by Jesus himself to spread the good news of the gospel and that didn't end on the very full stop at the end of the book of Acts it continues with us today and so as we go up go through these weeks as we go through uh, chapters and we might skip a few and but as we progress through the chapters you will see those themes bubbling up Uh, and so what have we got this morning well we find ourselves in chapter 2 why don't you turn uh, with me if you have your Bibles Um, And you will see, of course, it come up on the screen here. And why don't we look at verse 46 to 48. And uh, this is in in, in your Bible. You'll see that this section of Scripture is entitled the Fellowship of the Believers. And we're going to look at this, this section this week and next week. Um, because there's so much in here. But let's read this together. Hopefully you turn now. It says this on verse 46. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Well, what are we going to look at and zone in this morning? Well, I love this this line, they broke bread in their homes together with glad and sincere hearts. And of course, we have broke bread as a family uh, this week, haven't we, as a church family, we've had communion. And what did they do? They were praising God, praising God. And so what I want us to do is look at worship, look at worship. And, you know, last week I said that in many ways, Acts is like a blueprint for us. Uh, it has so much to say about how we are to, to walk this journey with God here in the 21st century in wherever you find yourself. And, you know, when uh, Steph and I, we did some uh, renovation work recently, we, of course, before we went and did the stuff, we got a blueprint put together, a plan. And we would have oftentimes have to refer to the plan because just slight deviations crept in. And so this morning, I just want to present uh, three um, observations from this, that where we might have experienced a bit of deviation in how we worship God, and I hope that it, uh, it it brings some challenge, but I hope it brings freedom in how you worship God. Now, talking about worship is very timely because uh, only a few days ago, Vineyard Worship released a brand new album entitled "God." of our fathers and mothers. And you see this album was recorded last year at the Vineyard National Conference in the US where our very own Samuel Lane, our worship pastor had the privilege uh, and what an honor it was to go and uh, lead worship over there. And he sang the title track. And you may have heard that song being sung uh, here before the lockdown as well. And there are so many other wonderful um, songs uh, on that album. And, you know, you can listen to that, should I say, on Spotify. You can find out more information, uh, obviously, it's on iTunes, and more information on the Vineyard Worship website. Um, And let me just say, before I look at these three things, you know, much greater men and women than I have written about worship. And we could spend weeks on this subject. This talk isn't designed to be uh, the exhaustive list around worship or All it entails what I'm hoping to achieve this morning is just to to highlight three things that I believe God might be uh, challenging us all on individually as we find ourselves in in this lockdown time so let's look at the first one that we can see from this scripture well it says they were all together in their homes and they praise God now what can we see from this well I want to say this number one worship isn't dependent on the size of the band, nor on the worship leader. And you might think well, that's a curious statement. You know, I've heard it said many a time: "Well, I couldn't engage in worship yeah, the band were no good today." Or yeah, you know, mm, that worship leader is not so great. Or this, that, and the other. As if our worship depends on that. Now, I don't want to minimise great bands and worship leaders. You know, you see it throughout a whole lot of scriptures. Uh, You see it in the Old Testament. You see uh, the tribe of Levi being those those worship leaders, those priests. And uh, you know, when David established the temple, he had 24-7 worship going on. And you know, a great worship leader is like a fantastic, perfect mattress. It supports you in that, but it doesn't distract you. You don't even realise it's there. Worship leaders are important. But can I just challenge you that maybe when we find ourselves without the band and I pray that we'll be back soon and I love all that and without the worship leader maybe we find that all of a sudden we find it difficult to worship so what is worship well what we see here is that worship isn't about the band it's about your heart it's about your heart you see Uh, about 25 years ago I was going to the Westminster Chapel in London for a period of time and I remember one morning I, I took a friend there and uh, got a bit late uh, and so sat in a slightly different location. It's funny, isn't it, how we all have our, um, our locations where we sit in church. I wonder when we get back into our building whether you'll be looking for your same seat. <laughs> but anyway, I got late and I was sitting in a different location. And, uh, and I always loved, you know, as a, as a, uh, as a musician, as a, a keyboard player and as a, as a I've done worship leader, always loved the worship. And uh, I was... Uh, you know standing behind uh, this guy in front of me and had my friend next to me and I was looking forward to uh, busting out the old harmonies as they say and in front of me this guy just he just wasn't hitting the notes and I've got to be honest it was properly distracting for me and uh, I remember grumbling and complaining to God I know shock horror hey how holy are you Mark (laughs) there I was saying oh lord I can't sing look this this guy is just singing out of tune blah, blah blah and I was complained to God and all of a sudden quick as a flash God said to me yes Mark but his heart is where yours isn't (sighs) what his heart is where yours isn't and that is so true see I'd got caught up in the singing and the stuff and yet my heart wasn't engaged and you see that is the danger that is the risk of the wonderful bands and all that stuff, which, which I said as I love and I honour our amazing worship leaders and our musicians. They do an amazing job. But you see, the danger is we can outsource our worship to them. See, what happens is we get caught up in it and we just sing along and it becomes, well, I guess more like entertainment than worship. And all of a sudden we find that we can sing along without our hearts actually being engaged. You see, worship is not about the band. It's about your heart. You know, it said in Acts, we just read it in, in 2, verse 46. With glad and what hearts? Did you read that word? Sincere. Are our hearts sincere when we worship God? You know, um, on previous Tuesday night, we had our weekly prayer meeting, uh breakthrough at quarter past eight. I'd love to see you there. This Tuesday night, you can sign up on the What's On page and you'll receive a Zoom link um, and we can be praying together. And in one of the breakout groups that we were praying, someone prayed, Lord, would we get back to the heart of worship? I thought, I Yeah, you know, that is the prayer of this season. And I was reminded, of course, of that phrase that came from Matt Redman's song. I'm, I'm sure many of you remember that. When the music fades and all is stripped away. Simply come, longing just to bring to you something that's of worth, that will bless your name, or words to that effect. And you know, in that season, the story goes there that, you know, people were being carried away with the music and, and Matt Redman said, you know what, I'm just gonna get my guitar and we're just gonna strip it back because we need to engage our hearts. And I rather think, I rather think, what would it be like if that happened to us? What would it be like if all of a sudden we didn't have everything around us, the great bands and this and the other? What if we were, I don't know, in lockdown maybe, and all of a sudden we had to engage our hearts? And I know speaking to many of you that that's what's happened. You've had to engage your hearts, but in that has been such amazing worship. And I want to say I can't wait to get back together There is a place, isn't there, for amazing corporate uh, worship. I'm reminded of Revelation and all the heavenly hosts are worshipping together. There's something so wonderful and so powerful. But in this season, in this time, I feel like maybe God's saying, let me just close the doors to the church building for a moment. Let's get get you out of that environment. And let me just ask you, is your heart engaged in worship? You know, Romans 12.1, Paul says, Brothers and sisters, I urge you in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And then he says this, This is your true and proper worship. Proper worship. You see, the songs that we sing come out of a heart and a life of devotion to God that's why it's about the heart and Paul says in light of God's mercy (laughs) why do we worship him because of his goodness and who he is and we'll come on to that in a moment you know the great A.W. Tozer he wrote a fantastic book called The Pursuit of God Uh, he was uh, uh, a pastor in the US he wrote this I can safely say on the authority of all that is revealed in the Word of God that any man or woman On this earth who is bored and turned off by worship is not ready for heaven wow what a statement you see we were created to worship what do you think happened with Adam and Eve in the afternoon as they walked with God they had communion with him they worshiped him we are created to worship God and if by the way if we don't worship God we'll worship something else if our heart isn't engaged with god if we don't come to him with sincere hearts we'll go elsewhere why because we're we're created to worship and that is what heaven that what it is eternity is going to be like eternity of worshiping an amazing god and so that's the first thing that we can see from this scripture which i think is applicable to this time is worship isn't dependent on the size of the band or the worship leader Number two, what else can we learn from this scripture? Well, it is this worship isn't confined to a day of the week or a place. It's said that every day, every day, worship was never designed to just occur on a Sunday. It's not like, well, I've done my worship on Sunday, done my duty, got my hit. And uh, the rest of the week will look different. No, we were created to worship God every day. And we see that modeled by the early church. Looking at that blueprint as we've uh, used that word so many times. That plan, that, that is God's best for us. Because, by the way, we need worship. It changes us. You become that which you worship. Did you know that? You become that which you worship. Think about it in your life. What do you worship? You see, you become that which you worship. And throughout the book of Acts, you see men and women praising God all the time, you know, in the streets, everywhere. You know, I, um, I like to, to praise God when I take my dog out for a walk, um, just walking, just, just singing and worshipping God. I remember one time I was in, in St. Albans in town and I was walking down the high street and I was praising God. I was trying to do it a little bit quiet you know you don't want to look completely crazy I don't mind a little bit crazy but not not completely and I think I was singing a hymn and I, <laughs> I walked past this older lady and she says oh I love that hymn and uh, I was able to have a conversation with her and it turns out she had come to her church uh, um, before she had uh, uh, visited us and we had a fantastic conversation but you know you can Praise God when you go out and walk, when you're at home on your kitchen sink. Whatever and wherever you are, you can praise God. It isn't something that is just for a Sunday. And maybe you found in this lockdown period that actually you are worshipping God more. I encourage you. Worship God, not just on a Sunday, but every day and in every way. And everywhere and lastly what else do we see from this scripture number three worship isn't dependent on your circumstances but always in response to God's goodness let me say that again worship isn't dependent on your circumstances but always in response to God's goodness what do we read in this scripture they broke bread They broke bread, and because of that, we read of gladness and sincere hearts. In other words, they remembered the good news that Jesus had died for them on the cross. And so what is the appropriate response to the good news? Praise. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. D.A. Carson. Uh, A theologian author I love what he says he says worship is the proper response of all moral sentient beings to God ascribing all honor and worth to their Creator God listen to this precisely because he is worthy and then he says delightfully so we worship God not Dependent on our circumstances, but because of who he is. He is worthy of all our honour and praise. And if you look at, as we read through Acts, you'll see where the church praised God, even through persecution. In Acts 16, 24 to 26, maybe you can turn that term with me uh, together. And it'll be up here as well on the screen. But it says this about midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them why because they as it reads in the preceding verse were in prison and their ankles were locked fast and yet in that place they were singing hymns why well while they were imprisoned physically they realized that they had been set free spiritually You see, if we start realising and look at our lives through an eternal lens, if you like, an eternal perspective, we realise that nothing can separate us from the love of God. We realise that even though we go through trials and tribulations, and we do, that we will have eternity with Him and that He is worthy of all honour and of all praise. Why? Because of His goodness and His love and His mercy and His grace and who He is. And he loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son to come and die for us and take our place and take the punishment that was due us. And I want to say this morning right now that if you're listening or watching this and you have yet to say yes to Jesus, that you feel like maybe you are in a prison spiritually and you cannot say for sure that you are going to spend eternity in heaven with God. I want to tell you this morning that Jesus has died for you, and that is good news. And if you want to say yes to Jesus, our team would love to pray with you. You'll see in the the chat function, an ability to raise your hand, and that will uh, highlight to the team that you want someone to pray with, and they'll be able to connect with you. And if that's you, don't miss this moment, because Jesus wants to set you free. And so as I said um, this we see in this time of lockdown is a bit of a blueprint for us in terms of how God may be challenging you and certainly challenge me around worship because worship is so important we were created to worship and let's look briefly at those three things worship isn't dependent on the size of the band or the worship leader Number two, worship isn't confined to a day of the week or a place. And number three, worship isn't dependent on your circumstances, but always in response to God's goodness. So what are we going to do now in a few minutes that's remaining? Well, you know, if we were in the church building, what I'd probably suggest is we all stand up and we're all going to worship God right now without any musicians, without any leading, but us just singing praises to God. God, you know it says in Psalm 40 the psalmist says Lord would you put a new song in my mouth a hymn of praise to our God and it says in Psalm 150 verse 6 let everything that has breath praise the Lord so why don't we try it well how are we gonna do that mark well good question some of you I know are very apt and uh, can worship God uh, without maybe the musicians and the song, but you don't need a song to sing. You can just start with a line. Maybe just start saying, Lord, you are worthy. Lord, you are worthy. And repeat it and just, and as you do that, say, Holy Spirit, would you just come and, and fill me? And that might turn into, you are worthy of all honor and of all praise. And you might just sing a new melody that just comes out. And you might have someone in the house with you, that's fine, they don't mind. You might do it together. If you're with your kids, why don't you do it as a family? And what we're going to do is for a couple of minutes or so, I'm going to fade out and there will just be some uh, background image. And I want you just to spend this time engaging your heart and worshiping him. Maybe find a scripture in the Psalms, whatever works for you. I want you to give it a go. Let me just start singing. Lord, you are worthy. Lord, you are worthy of all praise. Why don't you just start? Worthy, you are worthy, worthy of all praise. You are worthy of all praise. yes thank you lord well welcome back well how was that for you maybe felt a bit strange initially maybe still feels a bit strange but did you feel something rise up in you did you feel the praises of god rise up as the lord put a new song in your mouth can you do that wherever you are any day of the week yes you can (laughs) And so I want to encourage you this week. Why don't you try that? Just say, I'm going to try this five minutes a day. I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to worship God. Not dependent on my circumstances, but because of how good he is. I'd like to pray now as we end. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your goodness. We want to worship you, Lord Jesus you are worthy of all honour all praise and I pray for each one of us now that you would just fill us with your spirit that we would be a worshipping people that we would worship you every day and wherever we are Lord Jesus that as we reflect on your goodness and your love for us that our right and proper response from that revelation Lord is a response of praise and adoration. I pray that for each one of us, Lord. Would you come, Holy Spirit, I pray. Precious name of Jesus. Amen. Bless you guys. Back to you, Chantel.